We are studying Sefer Shemuel Bet, and we are up to first of all Isru Chag Sameach. We take a, we missed yesterday because of Shavuot, but there was no lack of Torah study while we were gone. the The story. What was the story, Moshe? What happened in this past chapter? This past chapter, we had um, Avner. Avner. The whole thing with Avner. Oh, he switched sides. Yeah, that's it. So Ishboshet, the son of Shaul, he hears that Avner was with one of the Pilakshim of his father. And then he, go, he confronts Avner. And he said, why did you do this? And then Avner said, what? Oh, you think I'm the head of a dog? Asher Liuda. He's like, you're insulting me. Oh, I've done all of this for your house of Shaul, for your family, so that you wouldn't be handed over to your enemies. And this is the treatment I get. And he doesn't deny the fact that he was with her. Because it, I personally think it makes sense. It matches his personality to have actually done that. And then he gets so upset that he says, I'm going to now do the will of God and I'm going to give the kingship to David as God promised. Which is another, it's a, it's a damning uh, statement on his part. Because as the readers, we see that Nair knew full well that it was God's will to have David become the king. And Avner was working against that until now. So one of the things we're going to see that I always that we see with the generals of these armies, like the family of Tziruyah, like Yoav and Avishai, and with Avner, is that they're very, very motivated. They seem to be very motivated by their by their intense aggression, and they're they're very impulsive people, in the sense that they're. Their war side, their animalistic war side, is what dictates what they do, and the will of God comes second. That's my opinion. Now you ask Moshe and Yatin, you'll say, no, they're doing the will of God, or whatever. Okay. There are different interpretations, but that's the impression I get of these people, of these general types. So I'm, not, I'm not the biggest fan of all of them, okay? But so cute bit. So now Avner wants to switch sides because he's so upset at Ishboshet, the son of Shaul, okay? And that's where we're, we're, we're on. Avner sends messengers to David saying, uh, he sends messengers instead of himself saying, to whom does the land belong, aka other than you? Meaning, to whom does the land belong other than you, David? And he told him, make a covenant with me, and my hand will be with you, to turn all of Israel to you. Okay? So I'm going to, to make this covenant with me and I'm going to help you earn, curry the favor of all of Israel. It was so easy for him to speak to him also. He sent messengers. So it's not like uh, threatening. Okay. good. Okay. I will make a covenant with you. David says, yes, I'll make a covenant with you. He says, only one thing I ask of you, lo et panai, only come to see my face and make a covenant. If, what do you think his condition is going to be? You bring, bring my wife. How do you guys know? Okay, if you bring my wife Michal, who was taken by Shaul. Okay? Or you have to bring my wife Michal, the daughter of Shaul, when you want to see my face. Now, why is David interested in seeing Michal? There are two it's options. It's his wife, what are you asking? Okay. There's another reason. I mean, Orca, he loves her. He wants to see her. Also, 
to show that he is the continuity of the, the Shaulic, of the Shaul line. So there's no any re rebellion. So there's no. So Binyamin would say, "Oh wow, if he is marrying, if he is the one continuing the line of Shaul through Shaul's daughter, then the people of Binyamin will support David also." So David's trying to kill two birds with one stone. Get Avner on your side, which is very helpful because he's the strongest general. He's okay, but I'm only going to have you if you also help me further consolidate by helping me marry daughter of Shaul. Okay. So David sends messengers to Ishboshet saying, Give me my wife, Michal, that I got engaged to through my 100 forces. Remember how David earned Michal's hand in marriage? Mm -hmm. He said, Okay, <laughs> so so Shaul said, "Marry my daughter." And David, no, I'm not wealthy. What am I going to do? So he's okay. If you're not wealthy, you could bring something else. You could bring the orlot of the pelishtim. You could show that you you beat pelishtim. So he tells, "Go bring 100 foreskins." And David brings 200 foreskins. Okay, so he said, "Though what?" what Shaul wanted to try to kill David by just sending him off right. to war, mm, like that. Exactly. So uh, so then that, that's how David married Michal. So Ishboshet sends him and he takes him from the man from Palti ben Laish, who we've seen before. That's the, the man that Shaul originally gave her to uh, after he got upset with David. And her husband, Palti ben Laish, went with her. Going and crying until Bahurim, to the city of Bahurim. And Avner told him, go, get away. And he went. Meaning, when Ishboshet took her, he wasn't scared. He kept chasing her. And then Avner steps in and Avner says, excuse me. Get out of here. Get out of here. And the guy goes. So Avner is the one who's imposing the fear. Now there are fascinating radax on this piece. Okay? Because there are fascinating Midrashim on this piece. Let's pause here. Yeah, let's pause here. I want to read this Radak. Go to the Radak on Me'im Ish. Tet Zayim. Me'im Ish, Me'im Palti or Paltiel ben Laish. Okay? Me'im Isha from her husband. Ve'chen tirgem Yonatan milvat ba'alah. Ve'achar kach perash mi'aya ba'alah. Paltiel ben Laish. Her husband was Palti ben Laish. It's the same guy that we saw before. Okay, good. But just to climate, he's like crying to have his wife. He's back. crying because they're taking his wife from him. <sighs> okay. Okay. and in the midrash, it says Why does it call him Palti El Ben Laish? And in the first in Shimuel Aleph, it called him Palti Ben Laish. Good question, huh? We know him as Palti Ben Laish. All of a sudden, it's calling him Paltiel bin Laish. So, what's the reason? Why is it calling him Paltiel? So, the word Palat, anybody know what Palat means? Kibolo kach polto. What's the best word? To expel. Expel, yeah. yeah to expel. Okay? Palat means to expel. So, Paltiel means to expel God. that God expelled him. Oh. Paltiel. Okay? So vehu palti ben laish kadum mala vehu karov ata palti el she pelato el 
me'avera, that God expelled him from doing a sin. Now, what was the sin that he expelled him from doing? With Being with the wife of David. Because mm. they were already married. Shalom ba'al Michal, for he never slept with Michal. As we explained earlier in Sefer Shemuel Aleph, that, that the Radak explains that the that they were never together, that the Radak, that the Midrashim say they were never together. And now which it says that listen to this Moshe, you're gonna like this. Uh, that Paltiel was crying after her. Why was he crying if he was never with her? Al because he lost the mitzvah for controlling himself. He was controlling every himself. Night. Every night he was getting a mitzvah for controlling himself from not being with the wife of another man. And he was so upset that he lost the opportunity to do this mitzvah of controlling himself that he's chasing after and he's crying. Ad bachurim. Now it says he went until bachurim. What does that mean? Because he became like a young lad who never... Tasted a sexual experience That he didn't experience that sin And now what the Radak says on this What do you think the Radak is going to think about this Midrash? What do you think Radak would think about this Based on our readings of Radak And this is all very very far from The Peshat reading of the, of the Psukim Because What is Bakhurim? Does it mean that he was like a young lad? Bakhurim is the name of a city. Yeah. We know Shimi Ben Gera was from Bakhurim. Mm. Okay, so that's the Radak. Now, it's Radak on Pasuk Tetvav and Tetzan. What's Radak's shot on calling him? Ah, so now I'm going to go back to a Radak that we did, but I want to read it again. Because he explains the whole situation between Michal, Paltiel, and David. And basically, Basically, Radak's real opinion is that Palti was with her. You wouldn't expect, otherwise, that they, they wouldn't be considered married. Yeah. He gave her to Palti as a as a wife, right? So, according to Radak, he was with her. This is the Radak on chapter twenty-five, pasuk mem dalid, pasuk mem gimel and mem dalid, pasuk twenty-five of Shemuel Aleph, pasuk mem gimel and mem dalid. This is where the Radak explains his own opinion on how this all went down, and it's a long one. And I'm going, I'll summarize. That he essentially says that Rada, that that Shaul um, forced David to give her a get. Now, from David's perspective, because Shaul saw that David gave her a get, he kind of forced him. But he, at the end of the day, he gave the get. So, so Shaul considered her to be unmarried So he gave her to someone else yeah. So that's how Shaul got away with it uh-huh. Now how did David get away from remarrying her From David's perspective The get was pasul Because he was forced to give it So he didn't do it bidato Let's say So the get was pasul And then the fact that she was with Palti ben Laish Was considered shoged Which according to the Radak Is domele anus Is as if she was forced to do it and therefore, because it was all done be honest and by force or through shigaga, by mistake, she never became a sur to her real husband, who, who never actually left her, David, because yeah, it never, the get was never worked anyways. Wow. So according to the Radak, David was married to Michal the whole time. 
he ne- they never got married, and all, all the experience that she had, they never got divorced, and the whole experience that she had with Palti was a fake marriage that was not Khal, that never actually was consummated because she was still a married woman. And because she was forced into it and it was all done by Shogeg, it was not Oser her to David, and that's how David was able to take her back. That's why Shaul gave her in the first place, because he thought on his end that the get worked. David knew that the get didn't work, so David took her back. So when, when Palti sleeps with Michal, Michal is fighting him, Michal accepts it. Or she just lies there, like we said. Really she just lies there. I don't, I don't know. I have an idea. It doesn't go into that much detail in the radar. I don't know to what extent. The, the, the midrash is better in this circumstance because there are issues with that. Who says shogeg is anus? Who says even anus if you're a rape? It's that, that's you're the problem. The problem is that Allah changing different things. That's the problem is that halakha lama said doesn't follow like what the radar is saying. It's mm. making up a halakha to face the That's shigaga. Shigaga. Nah, there's no in, like halakha. Like, of course there was. No, I'm that saying, I'm saying back before the Shulchan Aruch and everything. No, what, I'm what saying was they the time frame of the For example, yeah, if if had the Shulchan Aruch at the time of the Radak, it, it could have been a halacha. Is there a halacha that says that if a woman is bishogeg with another man, that it's considered like anus, so she's not asur to her husband? The question is, if someone is raped, is she asur to her husband or not? I mean, they, 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 it depends. For Kohani, what was it? What is it? For... I, for, I forget these halachot. Um, these halachot are in my head from five years ago. Okay. But the, the, there are problems with the Radak halachically. It's not the most... And then there are problems with the Midrash, the actual Midrash, that he was never with her and he was halachul bacho because it's very hard to believe. I don't know. This is, one, this is one of those cases when you look at Tanakh and you say, like, to what extent did they have were the halachot as developed as they were today? You know, that's a that's that's a, a much bigger question. I'm sorry for venturing into that, but this one is a hard one. Like, to what extent were did the halakha that David Amelach keep? Did it look exactly like we keep it today? Was there no modification? There was no difference. There's nothing changed over history. Over two galuyot, nothing changed. So maybe the the, the halakha, it just they, they the culture was different. The halachot were slightly different. How else do you, how else do you interpret this? On the one hand, the Radak seems to be going to great lengths to make it halakhically viable. On the other hand, the only other interpretation that is halakhically viable is very hard to believe. So what do you say? It, it does seem like there's... He did something against halakha? No, it seems like either he did something against halakha, and this was all against halakha, and this is a problem, or halakha develops over time, meaning there are systems for which halakha develops. Through Sanhedrin and through the, through the interpretations of the Torah, through questions that come up. If you look at Rambam, Mamrim at the beginning, you see that there is a way for halachot to develop. That's through the Sanhedrin. And even interpretations in the, in the Torah, as long as they're done with the Yud Gimel Midot, the Sanhedrin uses those Yud Gimel Midot to interpret halachot min ha-Torah. So we just don't know to what extent in Tanakh, in David's time, what did the world of halakha look like? Was it identical to the world of halakha today? Obviously not, because they didn't have Tosafot, they didn't have Gemarot, they didn't have this and that. So we don't, this is one of those things where, this case especially is one of those things where you look at it and you're like, there must be something different in the way they, these halakhot worked in those days compared to how we follow these halakhot today. Mike, do you have any answers? It's not so simple that they're, uh, 
Mishnah was Shogeg Shiza Surah Ba'ala. This huge article in the Shiva that I know. Oh, yeah? Eshet Ish is not Beshogeg. It's crazy. Eshet Ish Beshogeg? 20 minute read. Okay. Okay, we can look into it to see maybe there's some uh, halakhic angle that the Radak found that actually does work. I don't know. But when I read the Radak, it struck me as being a little bit forced also. The halakhic arguments, I don't know if they're, if they're so strong. Okay. So they go and they get Michal. Palti ben Laish is crying along the way. Uh, good. Pasuk Yud Zayn. You ready? You continue? Mm-hmm. Udvar Abner Hayayim Zikne Israel Lemor and Abner had a word with the elders of Israel saying, Gam Temol Gam Shilshom Heitem Mevakshimet David Lemelech Alechem. He said, Yesterday and the day before, you guys, you people of Israel, wanted David as a king for you. Why? Because they were used to sing for David. Hika Shaul Ba'alafavet David Berivavotav. That Shaul only killed a thousand, but David killed ten thousand. I mean, people liked David. So you guys always wanted David to be king for you. Ve'ata Asu, and now do it. Because it is God's word to David that God will use David to save Am Israel, to, to beat the Pilishtim and, from, and to save Israel from all of their enemies. So this is the word of God. Commit to David as your king. This is a very, very good campaign stunt. This is like, a, I don't know, like having Ron DeSantis help you, like, a, you know, run for office these days. Sorry, Rambam says. Okay, that's it. Eshet, so that was right. If it's so a Kohen, the standards for Kohen are higher. So if it's a Kohen, then even Be'ones, it's she's Asura Bala. But if it's if it's Israel and it's done Be'shogeg, so the Adak is right, halakhically. Isn't it the same thing with a, with a Melech also? What? Isn't it the same halakha for like a Melech and a Kohen? I don't know. Mike, is there? What? Is there a similarity between the Kohen and the Melech in this regard? Is a Melech allowed to be with a... I don't know. But look, if that then... Mike, then the Radak answer does work. Then Shegaga, he calls it... Considers, the problem is, to what extent can you call it Shegaga? Okay. It's a difficult, it's a difficult situation. It's a difficult, uh, it's a difficult thing to understand. Mm. Alright, so Abner goes and he's, he's pushing for all of Am Israel to support David. And by the Bergam, Abner builds Nevin Abner goes to Israel. Now he goes to Binyamin, which is even harder territory. By Yelakam, Abner, the Ber builds David, he goes to speak with David. Everything that's good in the eyes of Israel and Binyamin. So Abner is serving as like an intermediary between Israel and, and the house of David. He's helping David curry favor with all of the people of the land of Israel, including the tribe of Binyamin. David is now remarried to his wife from Binyamin, from the line of Shaul. And it seems like David's kingship is getting consolidated. Avner came to David to Hebron with 20 men. And David makes a feast for Avner in gratitude for him helping David consolidate his kingdom. Uh, we will, Bezor Hashem, continue Kaf Aleph tomorrow. Baruch Adonai Amen. 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 Amen.